Mary, I know what I'm going to do. And the next day, and the next year, and the year after that, I'm shaking the dust off this crummy little town off my feet, and I'm going to see the world. Italy, Greece, the Parthenon, the Colosseum. Then I'm going to come back here, and I'm going to go to college, see what they know. And then I'm going to build things. I'm going to build airfields. I'm going to build skyscrapers a hundred stories high. I'm going to build bridges a mile long. What? Are you going to? Are you going to throw that rock? Hey! That was pretty good. What'd you wish for, Mary? Buffalo gals, can't you come out tonight? Can't you come out tonight? <laughs> Buffalo, Buffalo gals, gals, can't you, you come, come out, out tonight? tonight? And dance by the light of the moon. What'd you wish for when you threw that rock? Oh, no. Come on, tell me. If I tell you, it might not come true. What is it you want, Mary? What, what, what you, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso on it and I'll pull it down. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. I'll give you the moon, Mary. I'll take it. And then what? And then you could swallow it. And it will all dissolve, see? And the moonbeams would shoot out your fingers and your toes and the end of your hair and... and uh, am I talking too much? Am I, am I talking too much? <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit for me. I am the I am so much crazier. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Let's take me more All right. <laughs> I'm Saint Nick. We've made that joke before during <laughs> Christmas time. <laughs> this is Gabe Naughty. This is Layla Nice. We are tender. We are Cheers. mild. And we are ready to talk about a couple of movies. This is Facing Off. Tender and mild. Tender and mild. We are infants and we are tender and mild. Yeah. <laughs> so and why wouldn't we be? <laughs> <laughs> saw a tweet that implied that there's a cruel infant who's chewy and spicy. Ooh. But yeah. that's not hey, true. Hey, am I naughty because I'm Jewish? Is that what you're No, because you're gay. Wow. Oh, okay. But wow. thanks. Two podcasts in a row just shooting me down, making me sound like a piece of absolute <laughs> oh, yeah, doo-doo. Uh, why don't you talk about our two movies today? Actually, first, how are you guys? You good? How are you guys? <laughs> uh, good. <laughs> yeah good good ready for the festive season yeah uh it's it's been snowing in la and we are re- <laughs> no, i'm kidding it hasn't been uh the world would be falling apart if that happened coming down um no but i i'm ready for the holidays uh ready for christmas cheer for all to hear um and uh yeah excited to do this with yeah. you too yeah should be exciting you guys it's are my supposedly gift. Yeah. i'm in gabe's apartment any... there's a bunch of coal everywhere so i assume <laughs> a bad bad boy it's true go ahead layla sorry i was just gonna say for anybody that's listening that's on the east coast or in the midwest it's gonna be a white christmas this year which is very exciting but also negative also one a little degrees scary. in chicago yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's it's gonna be like nice and also dangerous conditions you know for a lot not of people. Tender and mild, <laughs> the climate, cool. But All it's right, true. Well. A white Christmas—that's pretty nice. 
crisp. That's pretty nice. Um, niceness. Do you know what movies we're doing today, Gabe? Yes, Nick, I do, indeed. (laughs) We're doing It's a Wonderful Life, which is a Christmas movie. And we're doing Click, which is Is not a a Christmas movie. (laughs) But there is a through line for why we're doing It's a Wonderful Life. (laughs) There better be. (laughs) There definitely is. Both of these movies involve a workaholic who is constantly taken advantage of, but also ignores the blessings in his life, like his smoking hot and patient wife he doesn't deserve, and the cutest kids who love him dearly. And then he tries to take the simplest solution to his life's miseries and is shown what would happen in another scenario before ultimately getting a chance that he doesn't deserve to be grateful <laughs> and live his life again. Same movie. Killed it. That's great. <laughs> yep. Um, we are same not going to use our holiday, same exact movie. Yeah. They're the um, same. Just one does not have as much color. Same as amount color. of fart jokes and, <laughs> yeah. uh, fat oh jokes and other horrible things that have not aged well. Uh, we're going to use our normal scale, no holiday, uh, treats for anybody this year because again, and I want to reiterate, Gabe has been naughty. Yeah. Uh, so it's no one fault. gets anything good. True. Uh, except for this podcast. So you're all welcome. It'll be under your trees uh, before or on Christmas. Let's use our normal scale. One through seven. Seven's the best. One's the worst. Four is in the middle. And um, we're going to start with originality and talk about it's a click. We're going start, to start with a click uh, <laughs> and have Gabe go first because Layla was not making eye contact with me. So Gabe goes <laughs> My bad. <laughs> So, is Click original? Yes. Yes. In a certain way, the idea of it is semi-original. It's definitely borrowing from It's a Wonderful Life. It's taking a lot of these, um, like, Scrooge and, 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 Mm -hmm. and stories like that. And what if, you know, you had the... Or, like, you know, another one that came, I think, a little bit before it that's very similar is Bruce Almighty. And it's like a guy who is just so down on himself needs a solution out of it because he thinks everyone is against him and the world's against him. And and he can't handle just, you know, being a mature adult who handles their problems, you know, and they look for a simple solution. What is really completely unrelated. What is really ridiculous is that if you if you basically look at this movie, the central plot device of it is so fucking simple and dumb to the point where I I like I couldn't not think about it this time watching it. It's a dude who can't figure out any remote, any remote yeah. control, I- including a moment yes. where he picks up what is clearly like a remote control for like a car or for like a remote uh, or a remote control helicopter. It's a toy yeah, it's a toy remote. It's a, a toy like remote looks nothing yeah. like any other remote. Have to use that both your finger, use. your thumbs. <laughs> exactly, and it hits him in the head, and that's the moment where he finally fucking snaps. Um, but he can't figure out a single remote, so he finds one within a joke about the name of a common store that we go, like retail store that we go to for like home furniture and shit, or not home furniture, like I don't know, home and appliances, whatever, whatever you need in it. And this thing does everything, and then he just so quickly abuses it and ruins the purpose of it by fast-forwarding, which I just cannot possibly get my head around 
understanding why that's the main thing that he keeps doing. I would definitely <laughs> pause time and then just like fucking do my work and stuff and, and do those things. Yep. You know, the other thing that he He's uses a lazy it for fucker. He doesn't is, want to do the work. <laughs> yeah. He, instead, he wants to... The only time he slows down time or pauses time... It's to see some tits. Well, is <clears throat> to see some titties. Some big, fat, juggling titties. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> but, juggling. I, I, it's hard, but, I made it so graphic. It's so wrong. What's really weird is this guy who doesn't understand how to use any <clears throat> remote control in his house... Knows how to use this one. Knows how to use this immediately. Like, instinctively knows where the volume button is and where the pause button is without looking at the remote. It, 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 very dumb. He knows how to control like the DVD menu, which like <laughs> that's actually a pretty tough one to figure out. Like if, you, especially in the realm of guys who don't understand remotes, um, it's a small population of individuals. I there's like a lot in this movie that is so stupid, um, and I don't fucking get it. Uh, and we could talk about how this movie is aged in, in horrendous ways, but like a lot of it is, wow, you really have to accept that this is one of the dumbest, simplest versions of It's a Wonderful Life. Um, I think the only thing that I agree with, with this movie that I think is a revolutionary thing to shout out loud is that. At one point, he says, I fully agree that TGI Fridays is America's greatest cultural achievement. And I rest my case. It's a seven. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, it's like a three for me. I think like they, they okay. have this creative idea and don't really dive deep into it. You 100% left me on my toes. I had no idea. Yeah, I, score was to be honest, be. I didn't make I, any I score. I absolutely had no clue. What do you think, Layla? Will you leave me on my toes as well? Which would no. be hard because I'm sitting down. <laughs> um, I, I'm giving it a three. Um, okay. I think the only thing you could argue that's like remotely original about this movie is the fact that the premise is about a remote or at least that it's about a universal remote like i just think that's kind of funny looking back on that time although i don't think that ages for anyone other than millennials basically (laughs) but like that's it is just kind of comical to me that that's the entire premise of this in this whole movie basically it's but about a universal to, like, remote a rich kid's house and they had one of those oh yeah i remember like, what yeah. the fuck this is the coolest yeah, thing in the world it was nuts it yeah. was so crazy so i do find that pretty hilarious because i remember that time very vividly i do remember how big of a deal universal remotes were but we're also talking about a movie and one about like life and the fact that that's all I'm really thinking about when I'm thinking about this movie is not a good sign. Um, it's not original. It's it's I mean, the humor itself is just like awful to me. I don't think anything about the humor is funny or good, especially on rewatch. And I don't think it's anything different for Adam Sandler. <laughs> like it's just in the same repertoire of a lot of the stupid shit that he's done, but like way worse. Like he's had like good funny things <laughs> and this is just bad. Um, yeah, I don't think it's original at all. And I think obviously it, it takes from a lot of movies, like you said, that um, kind of give that godlike power to men who are childlike and they have to like come to like this realization that they have good shit when he literally has like the hottest wife of all time and he couldn't figure that out prior Insane. to his remote anyways um 
Yeah, it's a three. <laughs> it's just a very unoriginal. Like, movie. imagine fucking fast forward. Imagine you were married to Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> and you fast forward through massaging her because that's such a fucking pain in the ass for him. Jesus. And then fast forward through sex, which he didn't really want to. But still, fucking just, you know what, what comes after the massage. She even tells him, you got to massage me first and then we're going to boink. <laughs> So what? The f- I, I just I can't agree with that. Escapes walked away creative. with. From click. Yeah. What are the lessons you walked away with from "It's a Wonderful Life," Layla? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, how original? How originality is it? <coughs> yeah, I mean, I so to start, I had only ever seen bits and pieces of this movie. Mm. I've never actually sat down and watched the whole thing through, which was Whoa. a very interesting experience, and I'm happy I did it for the pod. Um, I think this movie, this movie was very fascinating to me. I had moments where I wasn't liking it and I had moments where I thought it was magical. I think what I found really, really, obviously the the concept itself is very original, although I was told after watching it that apparently this is like kind of based off of a biblical story and I didn't mm. realize that. Um, so obviously there's like stories of this that do exist. But what I really love about this one is it's not just a guy who is ungrateful and you're getting a glimpse into what things could look like. Like I do love that this truly is such a special person and a person that gives so much and Mm. a person that has just kind of been dealt a couple of rough cards, but like has always continued on and like helped others. And it's a reminder of like how those small moments throughout your life are magical and beautiful. And I like that. I think that's different. I think a lot of the stuff we're talking about with click and stuff like that, feels almost immature to me because it is always some like childlike man who just like can't seem to appreciate anything about his life and is like always yearning for the wrong things Mm -hmm. um so i love that about it um i think it's a really original story i think i i think also contextually around the time that it was made about the time that it was like set in is also really interesting too and how difficult things were for people and the depression and all of that kind of stuff and i think it's it's I just think it's a really original movie. Um so I'm I think I'm going to go with a 5. Is that like a bad score for what I just said? I don't know. Gabe, uh, what are you going to go with? I would say just because you think it's a, a really original movie. I would it's it is like six. it's based off of a biblical thing, but then it's also like, you know, Charles Dickens had already written about Ebenezer Scrooge before this, mm-hmm. but it is very different from that. You're right, because Scrooge is someone grumpy and awful to his employees and stuff. And that's like, we're immediately with that. Whereas this one tells the life of a person who thinks that they're so unlucky throughout their whole life, but they don't understand how truly valuable they are. And it's actually like a concept I've thought about a lot in my life where it's like, oh, I wish I could go back in time and redo life from that moment or go back and like fix something and then come back. And, you know, they teach you about the butterfly effect and, and things like that. Like you, it has ripples and it would affect a lot of people and you wouldn't have the people that are in your life. Um, still, if you did that, you know, or there's no guarantee of it. And, um, this takes that a step further and it's like, hey, you think the world is against you, but look, the world actually really appreciates you and you don't understand how much the world appreciates you. 
Yeah. It's interesting because he's like he's you he's so fucking annoying about his idea of what he wants to do in his life, but it makes sense because he's supposed to be like a young person. When it becomes James Stewart, he's still supposed to be like eighteen or nineteen despite yeah. James Stewart being 38 years old at the right. time. And so fucking clearly like <laughs> in his like almost middle age at that time. Right. Um, but you do gain a sense of appreciation in the way that they structure it. Part of me is like, this movie would be so much better. I would give it a seven. I, I think it's one of the more important movies from its time, and especially like out of holiday movies, I think it's probably the most important one. Um, but I wish that this, you forget when you rewatch it that the whole I wish I'd never been born part is literally like the last like 15 to 20 minutes, and the rest of it is just his life and an angel mm-hmm. kind of looking over his life. And I think that's such a creative thing that they do with it. And it's so exciting when the movie gets to that point, which I'll talk about in Spectacularity, that I almost wish that the whole movie was that. But then again, you can't understand why he has this impact and why that's such a bad thing for him to wish for unless you see his entire life. And so it's like, you can't have it both ways. So, but I, I, I'm going to give it a six. I, I think that it is, you know, such a like delightful movie uh, that age is fine for the most part over time. There's some things, you know, that don't necessarily age well, but like it's, it's creative and stands out at the time it came out. Yeah. And I'll go with the six too, if I was a little too low for how I explained myself. So I'll Fair enough, dude. I can't find too much that indicates it's based on a biblical story. Mm-hmm. I think it just is sort of a. I can't. I know there's literally a story with a name, like and a I don't know it because I'm not religious. Thing. But uh, there's like an actual story. It's not immediately accessible to me on Google. However, there is a whole series of Bible studies based on this movie, which mm. is really interesting. So maybe <laughs> until further notice, it just has a lot of maybe values that. Uh, devout Christians uh, have latched onto for whatever reason. Sure. Let's talk about eye candy um, and t- and continue to talk about It's a Wonderful Life because I'm enjoying listening eye to candy. talk about this. Hmm. Uh, Gabe, sorry, I forgot to call. It's okay. Um, well, it's, okay. it's interesting because this came, <laughs> came out a long time ago. Um, yes. There is a color version of this movie. I've only ever seen the black and white one. Although oh, maybe really? one time I watched the color version of it. Um... I just don't I don't really like when when movies back in the day were filmed in black and white and then they added color afterwards. I just don't like watching those as much. Um it, it just doesn't seem right and you're not using lighting to do that. You're losing you're using colors after the fact. So <clears throat> doesn't always work for me. But I mean <clears throat> back in the day at at the time that this came out the Academy Award only had two, two cinematographers up at a time, or mm-hmm. like very few. And I wonder if this one could have been considered if it had, you know, uh, five at the time, or if like production design was a bigger um, thing in the past. Because I think there's a lot in terms of the production design that I love. I love the whole sequence where it's him and Mary 
first their costumes are ridiculous after the you know the dance at the gym and they're in the moonlight and they're like you know walking along the street and they're so close to other people's homes like including that old man that's out there and tells him to kiss her like there's there's a lot that looks really cool in this movie and I appreciate it for that. Um, I also think the way that they shoot the gymnasium scene is really fun. It kind of has like a Charlie Chaplin, like Buster Keaton type of like stunt um, part of it. Like there's this very famous Chaplin scene in I think modern times where he's like skate, he's like roller skating in uh, in a mall or whatever, and there's like this huge like crevice, and he keeps getting really close to it, but he doesn't see it, and it's so like the audience is so excited, and the same thing happens in this where they're like getting closer and closer to falling into the pool, um, and it just is such a like cool idea that they you know decide to shoot that. Um, I also think there's this one shot when Clarence is in the water and he's screaming for help. And George jumps in after him, and it's like an overhead shot of him diving in that looks really fucking cool. And especially in black and white, it looks awesome. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think it's necessarily like the best visual movie at the time. There certainly were a lot of Hitchcock movies at the time that were more impressive, but I think I'd give it an above average of five. What do you think, Layla? I think I'm just going to go with average. I think I'm just going to give it a four. four. Um, I just don't think, like, at least when I was watching it, it didn't feel like the visuals were necessarily, like, a huge part in, like, making the movie feel what you needed to feel. Um, they're fine and they're nice and there's nothing bad about the visuals in my mind. But I don't think it, like, enhanced my experience in any way necessarily. Um I will say, though, like, I always think this when I watch older movies. There's something about the way that they shoot, like romance moments in old movies that are just it's just very lovely like it's Mm. like they do like a little bit of an overhead angled shot into just their heads and their faces and they like get really close up to their faces too and there's just something lovely and intimate about that and there's a couple shots like this uh like that in this movie um but yeah i don't i mean it's perfectly fine i just don't think the visuals like play a huge role for me and why i loved this movie so i'm just gonna give it an average score I will give like one final argument for that is <laughs> there are a lot of scenes that are iconically ingrained in our heads. Yeah. Like the yeah. scene with him when he's sad and his daughter's on his lap and he has all the stuff in his hair is like a famous shot. Also the very final scene when he has multiple kids in his, um, in it on his lap and his like face is like a little bit bloody and he's in the middle of that, you know, like the bank or the bar or whatever with everyone. Um, that's famous, and then the gymnasium scene, and then the, you know, like, do you want me to give you the moon scene? Yeah. Like, those, you could just spot that this is, it's a wonderful life. So, I just think that they've lasted, but I agree with you. I, I wouldn't say that they're, it's the most impressive. So, I'll give it a five. What if I told you they invented a new way to create artificial snow for this movie? That's sick. <laughs> that's that's really dope. Cool. Because they did. They got a technical <laughs> award for it. They just mixed a, um, what does it say? Uh, they they created a type of fomite. This is a firefighting chemical. Whoa. Mixed it with sugar and water. Um, because That's really pa- cool. Apparently before, apparently before that, they just painted cornflakes white and just dropped them. And the effects department was like, "That's too loud. We're going to do something else." So like and they got a technical award for it from the Academy of oh. Motion Pictures oh, and cool. Arts. Okay. Or whatever. 
Yeah. I changed my mind. It's a five. It's a five. Because the now? snow does look really lovely in the yeah. movie. It was also I, I, during like, commented a heat on wave that in, in my Los head. Angeles. In the, uh, oh, so when they did that. Yeah, and like that's whatever cool. year they filmed it in. Yeah, so Jimmy Stewart's like sweating in a bunch. I mean, of that, that's what I'm saying. Like the pro- the production side of this movie was really awesome um, across the board. Uh, let's talk about the the I'm sure incredibly impressive visuals that you you found and click, Layla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. This movie is just so fucking weird. I don't even know what to say. I just, I don't really understand a lot of the visuals in this movie. I, what a weird time 2006 was. I yeah, just, that's like, the best way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I don't want to just entirely discredit it. Like, the, like, visuals of the, um, <clears throat> living through like a DVD or whatever was kind of fun to me. And I enjoyed that, like the chapters and like going like again, not stuff that anyone outside of maybe our generation is going to care too much about at this point, but like, that's fun. And it was fun to see when you first saw it. And it was fun to see it again as a nostalgia thing. Um, And I think they did a pretty fun job with that. Um, I don't know why he has to look that way when he gets like larger later in the movie. He looks so scary and like, why did we? It, it's like CGI, right? It's, it's not CGI prosthetics. Instead of a fashion, yeah, so that's why. I just like use some prosthetics. Like, why did why Agreed. why did we have to make him look so scary? Like, it looks so weird and awkward and uncomfortable. Um, yeah, and I I don't know. I mean, the like no matter what, because he's like fast forwarding and pausing and stuff like that. There's definitely a huge visual element to this movie that plays yeah. a big role. So I can't discredit that. Like, without that. The movie itself isn't quite as fun as maybe some people find it to be. She used but... air quotes when she said fun. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, obviously there must be some people that had fun with it. I did not. Um, yeah, I don't really know what score to give this. It's pretty bad. Again, but I also think the visuals play such a big role. So maybe a three? three. I'm like around the same... So the lighting is so bizarrely like it's dark so and weird. grainy. Yeah. The movie's really grainy, and I don't really get that because I there's they for sure didn't fucking film on film. Um, I wonder if they thought like, oh, remote control TV, we should make it look. Oh, that's like grainy. Like maybe I don't know, but it, it's just like that's it's got this weird tint thought, to it. Um, I agree. I think the DVD menu stuff, like everything with that is actually pretty clever. And it does take me back to like using DVDs. And yeah. I'm a huge DVD person. So like I, I appreciate that. Commentary. That Seeing mean, that list was I so have fun. a shit ton of <laughs> okay, DVDs okay, yes, and I like collecting and watching them. I can see them. They're right there next to the big piles yeah. of coal. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, it's hidden <laughs> in there. Uh, well, I need to use the coal to have electricity is, to watch the keeps, DVDs. The piles Nick. keep growing. Santa must really have yeah, a Yeah, you better be naughty. It's a power source. <laughs> um, <laughs> the CGI fat suit is bad. And I just this past weekend watched The Whale and all of that. It, 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 Brendan Fraser plays someone that's like 400 plus pounds and it's all prosthetics. No CGI at all, even though at times it really looks like it. And, like, it's so impressive that I'm just, like... And, and look, Adam Sandler has many movies where he wears a, a fat suit prosthetic, you know? Like, he could have done it here. Uh, it's a little... It's such a bizarre thing. Then, at the other... You know, on the other part of that, like, 
I think the way that they show the future and like devices and stuff is kind of fun. I think they have a lot mm-hmm. of fun with the set design and things like that. Can't believe um, they thought we would outfits. be that advanced at this point. Like, I know, you know, it was, it was like 2017 ridiculous. at one point. And I was, was like, like, what? 10 years. <laughs> yeah, it was only 10 years. Um, yeah. We were uh, like in Star s- Trek. It was instead, like 10 years Instead, politics later. have just gotten disastrous. Yeah. There's nothing advanced in that time. No adven- advancements have really <laughs> yeah. happened. Like we have like iPads and shit. Like, that's it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, even, like, costuming is kind of fun with that. Um, I don't know. I, like, look, are you watching an Adam Sandler movie for the visuals? Like, an Adam Sandler comedy for the visuals? No. No. Uh, Is it the worst one I've ever seen? No. Is it good? No. So, I guess I'm, like, 2.5 out of 7. Is it (laughs) 2.5? Yes. (laughs) All right. I do think the visuals need to be like it needs they're to have They're important to the yeah. movie. Yeah, they're very important. Not that they're good, but they're important. Yeah. Important, it's just like but not what, good is a what visually is better, Clock Stoppers or Click? And I think Clock Stoppers is way cooler Dude, with the way that wow. it stops and reverses and why are we talking about Clock Stoppers right now? Yeah, fucking right. sick movie. Quite Anyways, the reference. Let's talk about <laughs> Let's talk about actoring. Just keep talking about Adam Sandler, Gabe, and sure. and then I'll turn it over to Layla and then we'll talk about the real the real good actors here i mean look in general i love I'm not an adam sandler fan i, I like it Sorry. okay you, you're not an adam sandler comedy fan because you do appreciate yes. him when he's in like yeah, yeah uncut yeah, yeah, gems yeah. and no Pro- it's incredible Club. no you're right <gasps> i i really like adam sandler in <laughs> like certain parts Sorry. <laughs> i think that you need he's like perfect for this role Except for that, like, did we need to have Kate Beckinsale as his wife? I guess because then they're going to go back through time. Yeah, exactly. But then they're going to go back through time and show that, like, she really is, like, the absolute prettiest person that he could possibly be with. And he's ridiculous. It's ridiculous for unreal how he acts. I think that he plays the, like, schlubby, like, you know, like, part of it is that he doesn't even care about his own physical health. Um, and he doesn't care about how that affects other people. Um, and so like, I think he plays the part well. Can I just say that like, there are members of the cast that I love that they're in this and I forgot that they were in it. And then there are members of the cast where I'm like, whoa, dude, we should have like gotten rid of you a long time ago. (laughs) Um, on the plus side, there's Christopher Walken, who I, I was trying to yeah. think in my head, has he ever not been great in a movie? I don't think so. No. I, he's so <laughs> fun in this movie. He's really playing with he's it. He's literally never not been great in anything ever. It's like, like uh, same with Henry Winkler. I think there should be more Henry Winkler in it. I don't really like that Julie Kavner is in it because I can only think of Marge Simpson when she talks. And that's like, just stay in your fucking lane. You're Marge. Uh, That's two you Simpsons references you in the past <laughs> two minutes, by the way. Yeah, well, Simpsons did it first. Um, <laughs> you know what's very funny is rewatching this and seeing Cameron, a young Cameron Monaghan from Shameless as uh, the O'Doyle mm-hmm. kid. He's very funny. He does funny such a good this. job. He's so uh, funny. He's so funny. I love that it's now, t- it's taken me this long to realize that Adam Sandler had some redhead named O'Doyle or something that picked on him when he was a kid. And he's been so salty about it that he's needed to have an O'Doyle thing. A version of it in every, in every movie. And I'm like, who? I want to meet that redheaded kid because he probably salty. is just like so ridiculous. If he's 
like this salty about it. Um, I just love that he gets revenge, but he does say in this movie, one day I'm going to do something to you or whatever. I'm like going to prove that, that you did this. Um, and, and it's kind of like a wink. Um, Kate Beckinsale is fine, uh, in it. Yeah, uh, you know, she, she's very fine. fine. Uh, I really do. Th- I love Rachel Dratch in this movie. I wish that she was in more. I think the whole running bit of her asking to go to the bathroom is very funny. <laughs> Um, I, you didn't think it's funny? No. I just, I, I love Rachel. I so Dratch, obnoxious. <laughs> I don't not like Rachel. Like, she's great. And I love bits that she does. But that bit, I just was like, why? Why well, is this happening right I, there's now? There's <laughs> another bit that happens that I don't, and we'll talk about it in Legacy with her, that has not aged well at all. Um, Rob Schneider, mm-hmm. holy fuck, like, he should have, I, I'm surprised he wasn't canceled this long ago because he plays a fucking... Arabian guy, a, a, a generic Arabian guy, and is doing blackface and and an accent, and it, it's it's bad. I mean, he's done that a lot, but it is it's wild. Um, it's really bad. Uh, like, I really I totally bad. forgot that Jonah Hill was in this movie um, mm-hmm, as for his son. Two seconds. Yeah, I mean, it was early Jonah Hill. Um, I know, but then they recast him, which is kind of interesting. But like, it is really interesting. Um, I. I don't know. It's a comedy. Like Christopher Walken, like keeps he could it up. literally give any score right now, and it'd be like that makes sense with what you just said. <laughs> I almost want to give. I'm like, I'll give it a two or three. Like that's that's actually okay. Uh, what is it? A two and a half again? I, yeah, let's do a two and a half. Like God's even man. it out. Christopher Walken gives it that I you were half give it a four, and something. Adam Sandler gives it like the two as opposed to a one what a roller coaster ride that was what about you Layla? <laughs> oh david hasselhoff is also very fun in it <laughs> um, he's also really fun yeah. in the spongebob squarepants movie so that's not saying a lot go ahead Layla. yeah i don't think like anyone i don't know everyone's like m- kind of fine it's a huge part of this category specifically with what we're about to talk about is the writing of the characters as opposed to like how the actors did because i feel like mm-hmm. a lot of these actors are like pretty solid at the time comedy actors and are like doing their job in this movie but the writing is so bad that i just don't feel like they could have ever executed anything better than what it was um i you didn't mention it but or maybe you did i loved the appearance of sean astin but also that's oh, just yeah. like no, i didn't you know love sean astin <laughs> Um, he's just like the yeah. so likable guy to yeah. the point where you d- would want to punch him. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. yeah. And then like Henry Winkler is like Henry Winkler in it and it's like fine and whatever. Uh, I think the kids are really sweet in the beginning. So they cute. do a really good job of being adorable and making him feel that much more of like making us feel like he's that much more of an asshole. Cause they're just the cutest kids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then as far as like Adam Sandler, I just, I just only think I like Adam Sandler in his like early movies. Like I just, I just, this like 2000s to 2010 era of Adam Sandler, I think is just too hard for me and I don't like it very much. Um, he does what feels like the same bit over and over again and his voice starts to annoy me at a certain point. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I can't. I like, and this is like, the epitome of me just having a hard time with him. Like everything he does in this movie is hard for me. I don't find it funny. I think he's cringy and awful. And um, I don't think he carries the emotions of this movie well at all. Cause I think at the end of the day, like the concept of this movie is meant to like kind of pull at your heartstrings and make you realize the important things in life and whatever. And he does none of that. And I just like hate this movie by the end of it, mostly because of him. So um, 
Yeah. I mean, I like there's appearances of cool people. I like the appearance of Jennifer Coolidge. I think that's a fun throwback at this point with how much she's resurfaced. Um, And Cameron from (laughs) Shameless is really fun to see. And Kate is Kate. She's fine. She had not much to work with, but she's fine. So I don't know. A two. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) click. Jesus. What about actors? Anyone who went into this and was like. Dude, Click Love is about Click. to get a fucking perfect score. <laughs> I loved Click. Uh, Layla's drinking wine. Gabe, go ahead and talk about It's a Wonderful <laughs> Life and the actoring in that movie. Look, I mean, you gotta... You either love James Stewart or you don't. He's he's not my favorite of the actors of his generation, like Cary Grant probably is, out of the male actors of his generation. Mm. Um I think that he is so oddly casted as a young person, but is otherwise perfect as George Bailey. Um, I, it's just that he's so young and he's so like knowledgeable and he talks like an old person, but has the energy of a young person. It's, it's very bizarre, but I think James Stewart is so like charismatic and so lovable. Um, even at his worst, you kind of like want to root for the guy. Um, so I, I like him. Um, I forget the woman who plays Mary. Um, I should know that, but she is really good in this movie. Um, but at times is relegated to a role of like just being a pretty face and like someone that is overly patient with him. Donna Reed. Yeah. Donna Reed. She's, she's beautiful. And I think like the parts when she's kind of the part where he comes over to her house and doesn't really have a plan or anything. And she's hollering for him to come inside. And then they're like kind of arguing with each other because he's not like, it's been years and he's not making a move. I think Donna Reed is really good in that sequence. Um, I also really like uh, the guy who plays Potter. By the way, do you know what Mr. Potter's full name is? Harry James. Potter. Harry Potter. Oh. Yeah. 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 Um, Harry S. Parter or something. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you look at the screen, Layla? Um, yeah, Harry Potter was pretty good in this. Um, a couple notes on George Bailey that that were cracking me up. He gives every time he gives like a little speech, he kind of sounds like Joe Biden, like almost exactly <laughs> like Joe Biden. And his ideas for the bank and everything are like very much like we're gonna build back better. And, <laughs> Is why I really want to pair them together. Um, but again, oh, like Joe Biden also, like w- without getting political about this, like as a person, Joe Biden is very charismatic and like likable in the way that he talks. And he has this weird speech affect that like George Bailey also, or J- James Stewart kind of has. Um, that's very recognizable. Also at the very end, um, when George is screaming Merry Christmas, he sounds exactly like Adam Sandler. He sounds like Adam Sandler doing a James Stewart impression where he's like, Merry Christmas! <laughs> and he's doing that like Adam Sandler bit. It's, it's, uh, it's wild to me. Um, last but not least, I think Clarence, who, who at one point uh, George Bailey calls Gabriel, shout out to me, um, Clarence, I think Clarence is amazing in this movie, and I wish that he was in the entire movie. Um, I know we hear his voice for a little bit, but he's wonderful. Um, 
I'm going to give this movie a five out of seven. Layla, what do you think? Yeah, I gave it a five. Um, a five. I don't really have too much more to add to that. I think some, I really like old movies, but sometimes I have a hard time with them because I think part of the tactic and the acting is just to yell a lot. Like they mm-hmm. just kind of yell lines. Hi, hello. Like it's just, it's a lot of yelling. <laughs> um, and, and they talk over each That's all they could do. I'm yeah, just kidding. That's no, not why. <laughs> they're de- it's it's like definitely their affect. Like they're like they're they're doing a lot and they're like talking over each other and it's like the, it's just very busy a lot and yeah. I don't love that. Yeah. Um so that's kind of hard for me, but yeah, I mean I think I think, you know, what he's doing is really lovely and I think that like certain moments like the moment when he like stands up to Potter um when he's when his dad first dies and when he stands up to Potter in that scene where he's like standing up for the people of the town and like what that means and stuff like really gets you going and he like does a really good job of like giving a good he's a great monologuer um so I like his monologues a lot and I think he has good emotion and you know this whole movie is about falling in love with him as a character and what he's done for people and he really does make you do that by the end of the movie so he accomplishes it um yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to add to what Gabe said. I think people are doing what they're supposed to do. I think a lot of the scenes between him and Mary are very lovely. I like his scenes with his kids. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with the five as well. And how spectacular was it for you? Were you engaged? Did you look at your phone, which yeah, also magically turned into black and white uh, along <laughs> with the rest of your apartment or wherever you watched it? Um, this is a great question. I thought about this a lot because while I was watching it, it shifted while I was watching it. Like when I was about halfway through the movie, I thought I knew how I was going to respond to this and it changed a lot. Um, cause it's a very long movie. It is. Um, and it feels very long. It's not one of those two hour movies where you're like engaged the whole time, at least not for me. Um, I was pulled out a lot and you know, it's a lot of just like very specific like small stories in his life that you're watching unfold. And in the moment when you're watching them, I think some of them can be really hard because you're kind of just like, why am I watching all the little minutia of this experience? Um, and I'm speaking as someone who's like watched it for the first time all the way through tonight. Right. So this is my first time ever doing this. I didn't know how the end was going to look entirely. And then I got to the end and everyone shows up with their money <laughs> and I was bawling like I was I cried so hard and it's entirely because and I got I got it by the end I was like oh you made me fall in love with this human you made me appreciate who he is you made me adore the small moments in his life you made me appreciate what he's done for people and why he matters and why everyone's gonna show up to have his back and it felt emotional because of that so I don't know I'm in this kind of weird space where like I don't think the movie always works all the way through, but I get why they did it. I don't know if you feel similarly, Gabe, but mm. I like I don't think I'm this is not a movie for me where I'm going to be able to just sit down and watch the whole thing all the time because it is yeah. kind of hard for me to get. Th- it was hard for me to get through, but I appreciated the purpose behind it. So I don't know what I'm going to give it. I'm going to wait till Gabe talks before I give it a score. But that's kind of my engagement level. Uh, I think right, I Gabe, understand. Talk. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd happily do so. I do it a lot. Never hear me say that again. Um, yeah, um, I don't like. It is long. I, I mean, when I looked at the runtime was two hours, I was 
a, a little worried because like a lot of older movies like this are are not that long. Um, and when I think of this movie, it's such a like an easy one to watch. Um, and it definitely was tough this time. Um, I will say that. I'm not a person who, you know, religiously watches Christmas movies around Christmas time, partly because my religion is different, but also like I like what I like with the Christmas movies. Like I don't need to see a lot of them. And this is definitely one of the ones that like I try to rewatch when I can, maybe like every few years. Um, because I, I really there are so many moments that like are so lovable. Um, I think a lot when he's a kid are really good and like, uh, interesting. I really like those moments. I, I, yeah. Like, I mean the, the scene with him at the pharmacy where the guy's like beating the shit out of him is, is hard to watch, but it's also like a really good scene. I think the scene when, uh, Potter is like manipulating the people to like take their money out of the bank and he is offering everybody money on his like wedding day or whatever yeah. is really good, like really exciting. And I think, you know, him hanging out with Mary that first time in the gymnasium scene, that's great. And the whole last bit is like really good. I, again, like I, I really wish the last bit was longer. Because yeah, the it's, whole, it like, is so short in comparison to the rest I mean, that's of the, movie. the crux of fucking Scrooge is like seeing all these things from the ghosts of Christmas past. But like the crux of this movie is not the, that end of that because it's like not a big focus. But hmm. it's tough because if you know the whole story of George Bailey, you're just fucking going through all the regular things that happen to him. It's nice yeah. to remember why certain like when he when he wishes that he had never been born and he talks about his brother and how he's like, where's my brother? And his brother never, you know, never existed because, or he existed, but he died because no one was there to save him. But then he said, no, my brother's a war hero. Like he saved all these people. Like, cause and that was a callback, like something I didn't really pay attention to early. And then Clarence is like, no, everyone died because your brother wasn't there to save them. And it's like this trickle down effect. Yeah. It's like the spectacularity comes out of like this movie has so many details that you want to pay attention to and has such heartwarming moments that it's easy to still be drawn in, even though you've seen all the stuff before and it's long. So that's why I'm going to give it a six out of seven, because I I think that there's like there's a comfort in the sadness and the like it really is what life is like, and I and I enjoy that, and it makes you appreciate your own life. Yeah, just to – I'll give my score now. So, like, you pinpointed the two things. Like, I think what you're saying is almost like a, it's a little bit for me in retrospect, right? Like, once I got to that last, like, 15 minutes of the movie, I was able to appreciate a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, which, like – I think is what the film is meant to do, but that doesn't mean that while I was watching that like hour 45, it wasn't hard for me to get through it to get to that point. Um, And then also I'm realizing as you were talking about it, I remember just having a hard time watching this kind person constantly get pushed down a little bit, you know, like that felt by the end of it, by the, the crux of it at the end, it was like, can I watch him deal with another like shitty thing going down? Like, I don't know if I can. Um, 
So those were a couple of the things that made it hard for me. I am going to go with a five just personally because I do yeah. think I I did have a diff like I wish maybe like fifteen minutes had been like cut of that first part and we had gotten like a good thirty minutes of like that end retrospective kind of situation so it didn't feel so heavy by the end of it that I was like disengaging. But yeah, I'm gonna go with a five. I think there's just too much time when he's like out of high school to the to the ending thing that yeah, just is it's a like lot. it's yeah it's too much of what's going on with the bank and Mr. Potter. It's it, it's mm-hmm. too much in that. It's repetitive part. a little bit too. Yeah. So it's yeah. Talking about time and wanting to fast forward things. Why don't you guys talk about click <laughs> oh, and how much you wanted to fast forward through click? I assume <laughs> based on the current scores that you've given. <laughs> um, I I could go on this one. Um. <laughs> Yeah, like, I thought I you was were because really you're like scrolling pensively <laughs> through your phone. I, like I have notes on this. So <laughs> I thought at the very least it was going to be like a light, easy movie. You know, I everyone whenever you talk about Click, it's always like, and we'll get to this with Legacy, everyone's always like, oh, that movie's so sad. It's hard to like rewatch because it's so sad. But like you have to remember it's a fucking like, Adam Sandler what? movie in the early 2000s and it's going to be as stupid as possible. And... There are moments where I undoubtedly laugh. Like, there are funny people in this movie, and they're doing funny things. And there are some lines that crack me up. One line in particular was when uh, it's the future, and there's, like, a news headline or whatever. And it's like, Michael Jackson, the first man to clone himself, is suing himself for molesting himself. And that's so fucking stupid and horrible but it works um there are little moments that like i i there are tiny things that christopher walken does like i think every scene with him is very fun i think he's like so silly um and brings like a great energy to it i think david hasselhoff is so fucking absurd that it works like the part when Adam Sandler is like smacking him in the face when he doesn't get the promotion. He's like, wow, I have a bad headache. (laughs) That just came out of nowhere. Like, I just think there are moments that I remember and laugh at, but there's so much of this movie where you're stuck with this guy who's such an unbelievably unlikable piece of shit. Who's so mopey. And then there are like moments that are just like Adam Sandler doing Adam Sandler bits. Like, the scene where he's in his car and he is messing with the color settings of his face and is doing like an incredible Hulk impression yeah, and a Barney thing. It's like at least five minutes. The Barney long. thing is so rough. It's, it's so just bad hard to watch. It's so bad. And then the idea of having him test out the features, uh, the audio features during a sexual harassment training is that is such is like the worst sexual harassment training ever is so bad there's something funny about the boss who's clearly a horrible uh employer uh giving the sexual harassment training and just being crass about it but it's just like makes it such a joke and it's not funny at all when it's all in spanish um there's a lot of like really racist things that pull me out of this movie. Um, I, I don't. It's like, what's your rating? 
I, <laughs> I just like stop teasing me. I don't know because even the sad part, which I was waiting to get to, is like not good <laughs> yeah. because he's it's in a fucking good. fat suit and it's like a CGI fat suit and it's <laughs> like so not appropriate and it's so not interesting and you don't care about this person. So there's like nothing about it. And you're totally right. I, I'm a huge Adam Sandler in the 90s and very early 2000s fan. And I'm not a fan of like 2005 to 2000 like 13 when he starts yeah. making shit like this in Jack and Jill. And I remember liking click and I was so disappointed to just like not <laughs> like this. So I'm going to give it a two. Whew. Yeah. Wait, this well, like seven. this rewatch like shook me. I like, I have never been so like proven wrong by a memory in my life. Like oh, I, sure. like, <laughs> that's such a good way to put it. <laughs> I went into this being like, oh, I remember how emotional this movie made me. I cried so hard. This was like a family movie that I watched with my family. My parents loved this movie. Like, <laughs> and then it opens and like within five minutes, we have Rob Schneider doing like a disgusting impression of a Muslim man. And I'm just like, what is Oof. happening right now? Like it just... It's so, it's the, oh my God, I'm like kind of angry that this timestamp of 2006 exists. Like it just is like a bad horror movie kind of, of what we grew up in. Like the fact that that's the era that we grew up in makes me want to vomit a little bit. Like I just had such a hard time getting through the jokes in this movie and everything that was happening in this movie. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what anyone found redeemable about it back then, let alone at any point in a rewatch. It's so bad. Adam Sandler's bad. The writing is so bad. Every joke is awful to me. I, even the stuff that I could like maybe find myself laughing a tiny bit, it was like kind of a shock laugh where I just was like, what's even happening at this point? So I had a really rough time. (laughs) I am going to give it a one because that's how I felt while I was watching it. Even the fucking memory flashback scenes when he goes like back in time to see this are like, they didn't they weren't that creative in him learning a lesson by going to those. <laughs> mm. They were really fucking stupid. Like in including <laughs> him needing to go back in time to see how he was conceived just for the joke of seeing your parents boink and then for him to the be like in the thing. vagina yeah. and then the small penis thing. It was just like but also Dude, when like, the, like you really could have used this time, like it's a wonderful life where it's like, hey, see these important oh, yeah. moments in your life. You didn't get the right lesson from it. The only one that a million important, other ways he could have used that. time. Yeah. The only other one that's important is when there's that kid yeah. that's like, he, like he invites everyone to his cabin, but this kid has like a cooler or his like little camper. Yeah. So you understand has, like, a him a little thing. bit more. Yeah, you understand and it's his like motivations. a tiny glimpse. But also, like, when you get to the – I remember when we when I was watching it and I got to the point, the crux of the movie, where you remember he's going to, like, apologize and it's raining and stuff. I was like, that's when I cried the hardest. I was, like, sobbing the first time I saw this yeah, no movie. Fucking and instead, he's on the ground yell. What's his son's name? Ben? He's, he's like, like, Ben! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's painfully dumb. Oh, like, I was laughing so hard this time around. 
Um, wow. Because it's so bad. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, it's 100%. Mid aughts Adam Sandler is going to mid aughts Adam Sandler. Yeah. Let's talk about the legacy of Click. Please sum it up quickly. I, quickly. Clickly. Clickly. That's sum good. It up quickly. Uh, you go ahead. Good job, Layla. Nick. <laughs> Thanks. It's um, the second time you've congratulated me for a joke that's not actually very good. Uh, it's great. I like. I'll that. continue to. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, this is like, I again, kind of speaking to the first thing I said in spectacularity. This is like just the worst warping of a memory I've ever had. <laughs> yeah. So I don't like. I don't. I mean, my brother still says like, "Dude, Click was so sad," and I'm like, uh, "I mean, yeah." When we watched it in the movie with our dad, who definitely fell asleep. <laughs> for sure <laughs> um yeah i don't like it's Always. it's it's aged unbelievably poorly like it's ev- every single joke is in some way not funny anymore or offensive so like i just there's nothing redeemable at this point um Anything that people, (laughs) you guys talked me out of leading this category. That's fair. (laughs) Go ahead. Um, Anything that people thought was good about it, which at at some point we somehow all thought this was like an emotional revelation for all of us, is just not true. So, uh, I don't even. It didn't even get good reviews back then. Like it's Mm -hmm. like at a thirty something, I think, on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score, I think, was like a 66, so it's not like that amazing either. Yeah. Um, I don't even, it's not rewatchable. Don't rewatch it if you've listened through this whole thing and haven't seen it in a long time. It's not worth it. Don't do it. Um, I guess I'll give it like a two. <laughs> okay. A lot of twos going on. <laughs> Look, we had my friend Nick Doria on this podcast multiple times. <laughs> And uh, we talk, we've talked about uh, Adam Sandler movies, and I will always, to, the, I, I, to this day, I will still defend my love for Lil Nicky, despite it being a, a terrible movie with really heinous shit in it. But the heinous shit in it, or like the, the really crass, inappropriate jokes, are like everyone is a bad person in this. It's like telling mm-hmm. you... We're not taking this seriously. We're evil. We're straight. We're literally, Ah, you know, demons and stuff. Whereas this is like, (laughs) you could watch this movie and (laughs) see some of the inappropriate jokes and not understand how inappropriate they are if you're a young person because they're not presenting it to you in a way where it's like, this is bad, this is good. You Like, if you're a young person, you do not understand how bad of a human being David Hasselhoff is in this movie. You don't understand how offensive it is for Rob Schneider to be having blackface and looking like a Saudi Arabian prince in, like, the most generic costuming ever. Um, so... There's a level to that that's worse than something like Lil Nicky because it's not presenting it, – it's it's like not telling you this is bad behavior and stuff. And it is really poorly written, as you said, and it, so it ages just worse and worse over time. That being said, if you don't rewatch this movie – if you don't rewatch this movie but you have seen it, the legacy is pretty high because everyone knows what Click is. Everyone, again, when you bring up Click, goes, oh, man, that movie's so sad. Like, even Alexa didn't want to watch it with me, and she said that it was really sad. 
And she was like, it's too sad. I can't watch it. And so it at least yeah, has that legacy. Like, so we all felt that way. It made a crazy <laughs> amount of money, like a, a stupid amount of money. So it was very popular. They it put did, a lot into it, though. Yeah. I mean, they put 80 million into it. But like there, there was like for what is like kind of stuff. a rom-com. Yeah. But they made like 240 million, which is like a, it's a lot. I yeah. mean, Adam Sandler used to be like the king of the comedy box office. I just. I'm going to split the... I would give it a one if it were me because I just didn't enjoy rewatching this at all. Um, and I was really disappointed like you were. But to remember that like everyone knows this movie and, and it was successful and people talked about it, it's got to get more than a one. So I'll give it a two and split the difference. Yeah, and I think even... I almost want to give the- it... Actually, I'm going to give it a three, sorry. That's fair. I like even just to kind of tie off of what the last thing you said is though, like this isn't going to grow in legacy though, which I think is an important distinction. Like I don't think like no young kids are going to watch this movie and no want to continue chance. watching this movie. You know what I mean? They're going to put it on and be like, what the actual fuck is this movie and stop watching it. Yeah. Um. So like that legacy will die kind of with our generation that remember it. So mm-hmm. like it'll kind of hold on that way. But like it, Obviously, now upon rewatch, we both can say that it's not something we could show like someone younger and they would be like, oh, this is kind of like a classic or something or this is hilarious. This is a great Adam Sandler movie, right? right? Like they're going to watch it and be like, let's kill this movie. Let's never talk about it ever again. So like it'll be interesting almost to see like how much is this really going to be talked about another couple decades from now? Like is is it just going to be lost and forgotten? (laughs) Yeah, I mean... It might. It's definitely, it's on true TV, so. I feel like yes. The answer is yes. Based on the score I'm looking at, yes. Uh, What about It's a Wonderful Life that will never die um, because they talk about it in Bible studies? Um, (laughs) Apparently, according to the Google searches I've been doing. (laughs) Can't get away from it. Uh, What Um, what do we got, Layla? I'm giving it a seven. A seven. Um, that makes sense. I think it is one Attracts. of the historically most popular Christmas movies of all time. And then I think it also like kicked off a lot of, as we've said, movies that came after it that have similar oh, yeah. types of stories. Um, New different types but of it's also, snow in movies. Yeah, brought um, snow to brought the cinematic snow universe. To the Real snow, world. not cornflakes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to like go too in-depth with that. I just, it is like truly one of the most popular Christmas movies of all time, let alone one of the most popular old films of all time. And right. I think just how old it is, is, is a testament to its legacy. We're still talking about it. It was in 1940. What was Eight? it? 40. 1947. Seven. 47. We both mm. were wrong. Um, <laughs> like the fact that we're still talking about it now, you know, like this, this is, uh, this is a movie that's going to, stay forever it's going to matter forever the concept alone is something that people are always going to care about and they're always going to identify with and want to watch and feel good about and again it's not about like a crappy character it's about someone you can root for and that you can identify with because he's doing good things in the world and he cares about the people in his life so i'm going to give it a seven gabriel yeah, I mean, I'm going to give it a seven as well. Obviously, it's incredibly famous. It's one of those ones that people have always appreciated as a Christmas movie. But if you also look on like IMDb, it's ranked 21 on their top 250, just based on user ratings, which I, I need to reiterate, does not matter that much. <laughs> but 
my two favorite movies of all time are like in the top 10 as well. So I'm, I'm just like everyone else that votes on there, but I love this movie. It's not my favorite older movie. It's not even my favorite, uh, favorite Frank Kappa movie, um, Capra movie or James Stewart. Um, I really enjoy rewatching it. Um, people have always enjoyed it. Um, it's really bizarre that at the time it came out, it didn't win any Oscar. Um, it won some like technical thing on a separate show, yeah. but it didn't win. It was nominated the, for five yeah, Oscars. Didn't win. Um, uh, it, it ages pretty well over time. I think there's like moments like when he basically proposes to Mary and just like fucking like grabs her and like physically assaults her and like tells her like that he'll marry her in that moment. It's weird. He's also just like such a piece of shit to his wife. Um, who's awesome. But like, again, it's from the forties. Uh, and overall it's very lovely. Um, I'll yeah, give I think it a seven. of that time there could have been some pretty offensive yeah. things, but I think yeah. it's pretty <laughs> universal. It's not too bad. I think, worse. like objectively, this is a seven just because yeah. everyone loves this movie, um, yeah. and it's always going to be appreciated. Um, I think personally, it's not quite at a seven for me, but it is high, so I'm going to give it a seven, anyways. Jeez, well, turns out we it's a wonderful at? life is also a wonderful film. They got a fifty-seven. <laughs> Um, which is more than double the number that Click got, which is a 26. Oh, God. So, Out of 70? Yikes. Yeah. yeah. Sounds about right to me. Well, if you about right, yeah. turn this off because you're a diehard Click fan and you're like, <laughs> no, I love that. I cried to that. You know, like, I. And you haven't rewatched you it. Please rewatch it. it. Yeah. yeah, you need to rewatch yeah, it if that's For the those case. people, they already left this podcast hours ago <laughs> or an hour ago. Hours uh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, it's one of the rewound time to get out of watching this podcast or listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, fast exactly. forward. Fast forward. Yeah, they fast forward. Yeah. Rewound time to get out of it. <laughs> just had to experience the hour before they had to listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I love that they enjoy ha- things that weren't this podcast. Yeah, you'll never yes, enjoy fair. the podcast because you'll auto uh, fast forward <laughs> every single time. Oh no. Uh, what um, do we have? Anything you guys want to add? Any um, holiday blessings you'd wish to bestow upon the listener at this point? Oh wow! I mean, I have a recommendation. Yeah. Oh yeah, those um, two. Yeah, that works. Those two. Um, my so my f- one of my top like three favorite Christmas movies is a very old movie. It's Meet Me in St. Louis. Um, nice. And it's when Judy Garland sang Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas for the first time. Yeah. Um, I think that's like one of the best Christmas movies ever. So if you're looking for something super old and fun and um, you want to feel that classic feeling, I recommend watching that. Um, and we've done an episode on this, but my favorite Christmas movie of all time is Family Stone. So just a reiteration so for fun. the fan base, please always watch the Family Stone at Christmas time because it's the best. Yeah, I, I think got. it's on um, Amazon Prime. So go and watch that. Uh, and listen I to also, the episode we did on it. <laughs> yeah, that was a really fun one. Uh, the yeah. intro was very fun to make. Um, <laughs> I, I would recommend, like... If you want to watch Frank Capra movies, um, obviously a lot of people have watched Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. That was like, like I had to watch that in history class. Um, but I really, I mean, 
it happened one night is one of the most famous movies ever. Um, but I actually really yeah. enjoyed watching that. Um, there's a guy Agreed. on the bus with her that is so fucking inappropriate that I, I just love it. He's hilarious. Um, and <laughs> what a way to for, describe that. <laughs> for, watch more Jimmy Stewart it. stuff. I mean, he was, he was like delightful in everything that he was in. Um, he's great in Hitchcock, but he's also great in um, movies like The Philadelphia Story. Um, so I, I always recommend that and blessings to bestow i hope that everyone has a wonderful holiday season and uh take it easy because life is too short and uh, appreciate the hot kate beckinsales in your life don't be a grinch don't be a scrooge don't be a main character from click yeah just remember click at all any part of it your work any way shape or form your work is not your life appreciate the things that you have and know that everyone appreciates you and that you have an impact on everyone around you, regardless of if you notice it. Yes, I was going to say, appreciate the small moments, appreciate the small things that people do for you and that you can do for others, because they really do leave an impact on people. So give a little wherever you can. Be good. Be well. Wow, that got serious, y'all. I love it. Be married. <laughs> it's more serious than Cliff, Happy. by the way. I feel, I feel <laughs> more emotionally I impacted. I cried more just now than I did yeah. when I rewatched. I don't have an episode for you guys next week. I hope you just enjoy your Christmas yeah, season. Like and yeah, have a good break. We're going to take a break, yeah, you know? Yeah. So we'll see you guys in the new year. We're going to do... We have fun things it, coming Dave. up. We've got fun things coming, for sure. Grinch Stole Christmas, the original one, because I always do... That's mine. Yeah, I, I always do Bad Santa every year. I used to do Christmas Story. I, I love a Christmas Story. I will not be watching the new one if I don't have to for the podcast. So I uh, avoided that one. But if you're interested in more from our podcast and you're wondering what we got in store in 2023, in which we have a lot uh, because we watch out. movies, check us out. Go find us on Instagram, <laughs> uh, Facing Off Pod. Uh, you could also send us an email about ideas for the new year it would actually be really helpful if you went out of your way please to send us an email that had like a list of movies that you're dying for us to do um send us an email like it's like receiving a christmas card or a letter uh we would appreciate it it's facing off podcast at gmail.com once again that's facing off podcast at gmail.com it would make our holiday season season even better if you did that And to all, good night.